And it's funny when those events came out, I, I like CrossFit and their CrossFit. They were much shorter than I'd like to see, but we worked on a lot of power output this year and I was feeling fit and strong and just kind of a different way. Um, we'd done a lot of running, but I just felt like we'd focused more on all different lengths of conditioning. So like I was ready for the long stuff, but we'd also hit some shorter stuff. So I felt like, okay, like let's just see what we can do. And I knew the row. I am not a good rower. Pat has been helping me and I've improved, but I am not a good rower. And the improvement was just to be with the best in the world. Um, just not enough. And so I was like, okay, if I can even get 22nd or in that 21st, 22nd, I should be okay. I need to not get 28th, 29th or 30th. And I got a 29th. And I knew from there because then it's almost like you're fighting with six events out of seven because I think I got two or four points. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear, love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus masters age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey guys, just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. They have been a wonderful partner uh, over this last month in supporting our podcast and getting the word out about it uh, and participating on it. Uh, we just want to thank Dave Newman and RX Smart Gear for everything they've done. Don't forget, anything in the store, you can use our discount code Clydesdale15, all caps, to get 15% off everything in the store with the exception of. Uh, special editions and new releases. That's Clydesdale 15, all caps. Uh, I have been a user of RX Smart Gear jump ropes uh, since 2014. They are the best in the business. I've got friends that are now using their grips and uh, love them immensely. So, hey, now's the time to get it for 15% off. Go check it out at rxsmartgear.com. Uh, Clydesdale 15 for 15% off everything in the store. Hey guys. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? We have our heater on, it's gonna kick off any second. So that should go away. <laughs> well, I have a dog here, so that should not kick off any second. <laughs> yeah. I've got a couple around too. They might make some noise, we'll see. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Good. Doing well, yeah. Feels like it's been a long time, but also not a long time. It's so weird how like time kind of has flown, but it's also no concept of time. <laughs> slow as well. It's like I don't know. Twenty twenty seems like five years, but also two months at the same time. Yeah, Amy always says two years ago in March. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ooh, that's exactly. Did you kick that off? Just yeah. in case. Okay. Just a second. Okay. Hey, Patrick. 
are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Hi. Great. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about time and space and how it just doesn't seem to mesh in 2020. No, not at all. It's just weird all around. Yeah. And it's almost over. That's even weirder. <laughs> but if it, if only it was really going to be over when 2020 was over. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully 2021 is a brighter, better timeline. Yeah. So before we get started, we have a new co-host. Uh, her name is Kat Shear. Hi. It's very nice to meet you. Oh, oh, uh, oh and oh, she oh, wants to get in the picture. Look, Luda's face. Oh, he's so cute. Go down. And she actually lives in Delaware, not the city near us, but the state. <laughs> oh my gosh, the state. That's yeah. <laughs> it's a state too. So we actually met Kat at the Mayhem Classic. Okay. Uh, she was a judge there. She probably know repped you. So let me just, before we, before we kick off, I'll tell you, Christy. So you may remember at Granite Games in 19, so in the, um, what's the hall, the, the inside, not the hockey stadium, but the other inside place, the other inside venue, you guys, <clears throat> your whole team was coming through like the wrong side and going through like a thing and you were in the back and the guards like wouldn't let you through. And like Sam and, and Margo are like right there and you're like, but my team is right there. And so I saw this all happen and I walked up like with my clipboard because I was judging at the time and I was like, are you Christy? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, come here. <laughs> and I walked you through, I put my arm around you. I was like, all right, we're going to pretend like we have some official business here so that you can like not have to go all the way around the building. Yes. That was Thank me. you so much. So for that, I remember that so clearly. It was like, it was like a 15 minute walk versus like a 30 yeah. walk to my team. Like, my team's right there. My team's right there. <laughs> I, I am, um, actually, it's kind of funny. I always get in trouble for, not in trouble, actually. It's a good thing. I follow rules. But I feel like everyone else I'm with will just like walk places and then I'm the one that like I know I'm in trouble for doing it and then I get caught doing it. And yeah. I'm like, wait, yep. and so I just like I don't I'm know, the good like, one. And all over my face or something, and they just catch me and then I just follow what they say and turn around. Yeah. So were you guys in your newly painted garage right now? Yep. Yes. Oh, very nice. So a lot of our, which I do a lot of our stuff out here, but I didn't want to paint it black. Like he's been wanting to paint it black for months and months and months. I'm like, no, no, no. And then one day I came out and he was just doing it. And I, and I had to tell him after I was like, it looks better. <laughs> so you're right. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need that. I'm just glad it's black now. Right. You're like, I, I got what I wanted. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, okay, you win. I fought for a while, but I like it better. So yeah. yeah it looks good. Well, we have been recording this whole time. So, so that's been fun because uh, that was a pretty cool conversation. Um, really laid back. You, you've been on before. You know, we're not, we're just here to have fun and, and chat for an hour. Uh, but we had you on in January. I think the episode went up January 22nd. Man, has the world changed since then. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's almost weird to think about that that was in January and things were more or less normal. I know. Um, and we were actually interviewing you in person and now we have to do it by zoom. Um, but, but we've added video, which we didn't have back then. So we'll be on YouTube with this one as well. Awesome. So uh, I want to start with, 
you know, when we talked to you then, uh, you had a lot of plans. You were going to do team, um, I think at West Coast Classic. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff. You, you were, went on vacation right after we talked to you. And then everything kind of blew up. And so you guys were kind of the leaders in showing other coaches and gym owners, like what to do when COVID blew up. And so I just kind of want to walk through that process a little bit with you. Because you changed the way you, you did the gym. You were disinfecting everything and videoing it for the world to see right then. And, uh, and so I think also at the time, your YouTube channel had about 10,000 subscribers. That's and crazy. now you're at 56,000, I believe. Yeah. So pretty crazy. And I think it's because you were so open and honest about what was going on at that time. And so just kind of walk us through what was going in, on in your mind. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that we, even from the get-go, just did our best to not, um, not shut down, just change the way we're doing things. It's like the way we were doing things before isn't going to be working now, and we don't know exactly how long this is going to last. So we were just going to shift gears and keep on moving forward, and we did our best to just make every change that we could to work um, the best for our situation that we had and we just kind of grew and adapted and a lot of the things that we changed will stay probably forever like with our gym and our facility some of the changes we really like um, we've maximized the square footage of our gym by a lot just because we've had to to accommodate people within some spacing kind of regulations and guidelines but um, a lot of it's worked out great and we've just done the best we can to adapt yeah it's actually interesting to think about that I remember the night you guys came very clearly because there was some bar muscle ups in the workout and there were some cleans and that was a workout everyone wanted to do. And there's 29 people in that 5.30 class. And I remember thinking to myself, this is not good. Like it, it was awesome that that many people want to come, but like from a safety standpoint and from a chaos standpoint is like, this is kind of a little bit unorganized chaos right now or organized chaos, I guess I should say, because the coach did have a handle. We knew where people were, but it's still 29 people in that class is a lot. And the so coach was all right. He, he was yeah. okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember who the coach was. I just remember trying to help. That's funny. Um, but it was just, it's, it's that organized chaos. And I think that's one thing that hasn't been a bad thing that we adjusted is, especially for new people like we've actually been able to bring in new people and we have that that lane with a four foot and a six foot squat rack and they have their area so they don't feel like they're coming in and they're lost and they're not really sure where to go and maybe they're taking someone's spot who's been there for five years and then when the metcon takes off they're just kind of like oh my gosh like now it's very clear and they have their space and you look down the line and the coach can see everything that's happening. It's super organized. Um, and I think it just makes it feel a, a little bit more professional. So we've capped at 16 and we have two extra spots on the end. So we can get up to 18, which is really awesome. But everyone's got that, you know, 12 by 20 lane. And that was something when COVID hit that Patrick and I created before we were shut down. On that Sunday, we spent like six hours setting our gym up to how it is still set up now. And we, so we just literally, as soon as we were allowed to open, we just came right back in. We maybe moved some barbells and machines into the lanes, but like he was on it. Like he knew what needed to happen in order to space people and get people the distance that they needed. And we're still in that same setup, just with now we've fine tuned it and we keep fine tuning it. And every so many weeks, it's like, we have another idea. or like, oh, this goes better here. And I think people appreciate that. And we've gotten a lot of really great feedback on it. And then 
then when the gym did shut down, you immediately jumped into at-home workouts. Like, yeah. did, did you see that coming or was it just, you reacted that fast? Um, we just care that much. We know how, how much our community loves fitness and how much, like for them, it's that mental health and that sanity and the thing that they look forward to us. We didn't want to lose the community. So we literally were shut down at three o'clock. I remember sitting next to my dad crying because I was like, I couldn't believe this was happening. And then we had our um, the coach that was supposed to coach that evening. He stayed with me, uh, Patrick, and we filmed the next day got those up right away. And then from there, it bought us a day to start getting ahead. But we literally picked one up the next day. So that was really cool. And they absolutely love that. Yeah, we did, we did the best that we could to, to make some quick changes, but also we didn't, we really didn't know what was going to happen. And there, the, the community really stuck behind us. And there's a lot of our a large portion of our members who just were like, we're not going anywhere. And I don't know that we necessarily foresaw that. And we wanted to make sure that we more or less over delivered, that they weren't just sticking with us, that um, if they were continuing to keep their memberships, that they felt like they were being above and beyond taken care of. And we did the best we could to do that. And quite frankly, we were probably busier and worked harder when we were not open than yeah. we are on a normal basis. Yeah, because you didn't have a garage gym at the time. Uh, you built all that out yeah, kind of at the... Right when it started, that's right. I, I, kept, I kept telling him, like, have this feeling we're gonna get close. Like, I think we should make our garage into a gym. He's like, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden, like our areas around started close. He's like, we should do this. And we, he like figured it out probably 48 or 72 hours before they actually closed us. Um, and so we were in the process of trying to set up our home gym to make it like our headquarters. Uh, just because also that was, yes, we could have gone into the gym. Like we own the gym, we technically could go there, but I just feel like the buy-in was so much more when we didn't go and we were in our house in our garage trying to be creative in this very small space that we had with the workouts and we didn't have all this equipment i didn't get half of we had some we got a lot of it at the rogue invitational and those first two weeks we started with bodyweight stuff because we we're like oh it's gonna last two weeks and then right. we quickly this is going to be a lot longer than two weeks we immediately went to um we held off on giving out barbells for a while because we just didn't know where people were going to put them how it was going to happen um and so then quickly we realized like hey they need equipment so we basically just gave out our entire gym like i i remember seeing all of it leave and i looked around and i was like wow we have we had like nothing left like they got barbell packages or they got kettlebell and dumbbell packages they got van they took everything like people were just taking like it was like black friday or something but they knew they had to give it back so, and they wanted to give it back because they wanted the gym to be open and the equipment to be there when they did return. So we had no doubt in our mind that they would bring it back. And half of them, I think, cleaned it and brought it back in better shape than when they took it, which was super cool too. Well, Kat owns an affiliate that actually is her garage. Okay. So That's she built out her garage and now that is her affiliate. Heck yeah. In COVID, she opened in COVID. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, I didn't hear you. You're on mute, girl. You're on mute. Sorry, my mic wasn't on. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was stupid or brilliant, but um, May 1st is when I affiliated. I had had the place open for about two years prior to that, just under a different name, you know, doing basically the same thing because I'm trained in CrossFit. But uh, yeah, kind of bit the bullet and here we are still in the gym, still looking for space, but probably not going to get space anytime soon because I don't really need it. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool though. And I couldn't, I mean, honestly, if I did find space, I couldn't outfit it with stuff because I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying to just get like some 10 pound bumper plates for the garage and I can't. So crazy. hopefully that comes back soon. Yes, I would agree. So that's a perfect segue to my next question. 
um, old Bob the Builder over there on the right. Uh, I think that helped your YouTube channel blow up as much as anything is that with that equipment shortage, Patrick showing how you can build a squat rack out of four by fours and, and, or a bench press rack or. Yeah, we did quite a bit of stuff. And like, even, even saying we kind of noted image videos, it's not that those are best case scenarios for a squat rack, but literally it was like three months. I think some places are for some things, it's still a three month wait to get stuff. So it's like, Hey, People are going to be at home. Here's some options to kind of buy you some time until you can get a real squat rack if that is what you choose. But yeah, we're just trying to give some people some options and bring some value. It's really what we're trying to help the community with. And that's not out of his norm. Like that's what he does. And since I've known him, like he had, when I first met him, he had homemade rings in his basement. So it's just like, this is stuff he'd been doing and that he loves to do. So he's like, let's just try and share it and see see what happens so that was really fun we still try to think of ideas even though it's not as needed um, but to bring some of that diy stuff back because he loves it he's super good at it and it's it's fun i think for people too to just be able to follow that video and to create it themselves i think two of my favorites were uh the rings in the floor the, to put the bands in because yeah. i still see you guys using those today um, and then right behind you is the beautiful handstand push-up boards uh, that he made out of laminate flooring. I, I love both of those things and mostly because they're super easy and they're really cost-effective. So it's really satisfying when you can figure something like that out and then also be able to share with people where there's not kind of a, a financial barrier to entry. It's really cheap and easy to do and kind of add, can add value to anybody's garage gym or you know, whatever they're trying to do with it. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I love that stuff. So the other thing I think, because um, I'm kind of on your YouTube channel now, that's the topic we're talking about, is what I love about your YouTube channel is that you guys are not afraid to show your struggles um, and what you go through. I feel like there's a lot of athletes that have a YouTube channel, but you guys are so open and honest, and you'll, you'll say how you feel, yeah. um, where a lot of people don't. Um, and I think that brings a realism that people like cling on to. Um, and I, one of the examples was, you know, uh, stage one programming of the CrossFit Games. A lot of people were like, oh, it was great. It was so good, blah, blah, blah. And you guys were like, I didn't like this. <laughs> I thought this was. The... And so it's a real something for us as fans to cling on to because we looked at it. I know Kat and I had like text back and forth over and over again of how we thought the programming was lacking in some areas. And when you guys said it too, it made, okay, we're not dumb. Yeah. And we never want to complain. Like that's something we never want to do, but we don't have a problem kind of being honest. And um, I, I think we feel the same way. It's like maybe with some more time, they would have put together a different test. And I'm not sure that it, maybe even rolled out exactly how they wanted, but um, we would have liked to have just seen more overall fitness, um, but it was still a really cool event and we definitely saw the bright side to a lot of it. Um, getting to do it with the gym and the community was way past our expectations and getting to kind of round out the year that way is something that we never got to do before and probably won't ever again. So as much as like a, being at a stadium and everybody cheering is cool, it's hard to pick out the people who came for you and here like we had a really big turnout and they went nuts and that was really cool to have that close interaction and for them to see 
exactly firsthand what was Chris, what Christy was doing and capable of. Because a couple of the workouts we had programmed like Friday, they did that workout Friday. So they got to do it, what they were feeling, put kind of their, what they thought were their expectations of what was possible. And then this was blown out of the water, just like was hard for them to even wrap their heads around. The other thing I think during the season, you, you know, you struggled, you know, you'd say like, I'm sore. So like my workout wasn't as good as I thought it would be today or, and you're open and honest about that. And then COVID really wrecked the season. And when they announced stage one, you were like, this isn't what I would ideally want, but I'm going to go ahead and, and do my best. And, and I, and I liked how you guys talked that out. Yeah, I think, I think for me too, like I, I really like YouTube for that reason. Milo's got a bone right <laughs> under the computer. Um, I really, really like YouTube for that reason because I feel like we can actually share our thoughts and our feelings and share who we are a little bit more than just like a 15 second snippet or a one minute clip or whatever it is. And we can and hopefully connect more with people. And I think that is why I also love the affiliate and the community and all of that. And it, to me, it feels kind of like that online community and people following our journey. And so I want to be real with them and he wants to be real with them. And, and there's so many things we've learned over the years and just seeking out people that you feel like you can connect with in that sense. And that's what we hope to do for others. But I think it's important to share those things like, he was injured for a little bit so you guys didn't see him in some of the workouts and it's you know injuries do happen but it's how did he come back from that he came back by staying very very light and sticking to things that like so when he was doing the workouts he was literally doing my exact workout at that same living and yeah i know that was really fun for me um but he uh <laughs> just like teaching people that like injuries do happen and just being real and honest with it's okay to be sore you don't you feel like you should hit it hard today but maybe your body and your mind are saying otherwise. Maybe you just move today and, and that in the end is gonna get you farther. And so just helping people understand that and also that you see these people on TV and, and not every, like they all have their own struggles as well and just to find the positive in those things. And I think that's something that I really like sharing and I think that's what I've liked the most about YouTube. Yeah, that's what I think is the most powerful thing about the YouTube is because certainly, you know, as coaches and as an athlete, you can be saying those things and they're like, uh-huh, okay. But to actually show them that, yes, I buy into what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think, and one question I want to ask you is, does it help you? You know, because a lot of times um, people say journaling helps them through things. You're kind of verbally journaling. Absolutely. And I do journal too. Um, that's really helpful for me, but I think absolutely. And sometimes honestly on YouTube, like I don't even know what I'm going to say. And then I get done with the workout and I'm just talking through it. Like I'm talking through all of these thoughts that I have in my head and what it, they'll just be like, share what you think. And I'm like, okay. And so it's kind of like that process and then Pat's right there and I can, he's coaching me. So the other cool thing is like, he's hearing that stuff and he's got, you know, the next couple of days written. And if he's hearing I'm destroyed and this hurts and this hurts, then guess what next, the next day is going to change. And that's really helpful as well because it's that instant kind of feedback loop. Wouldn't you say? I think we, we really just enjoyed the process and you also get a little bit of a barometer of what people um, give either good feedback or positive feedback for. So if there's something that seems helpful or that is engaging for people, we can also take that to our gym. This is probably going to be valuable for them as well. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it's just, it's a, it's been a positive for us. Yeah. 
So here's my one beef with the, the YouTube channel. You leave my, my boy Patrick out to dry on these competitions. Like, I don't think you let him pick enough of the movements just to have a chance. She, she's already got the upper hand and she definitely like sets me up to lose for sure sometimes. One day we were just so competitive that he, I thought we were doing reps and he thought we were doing movements in the time. So of course the tiebreaker is going to be who got more reps and he was not happy with that. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you talking about when you stuck him with a short drag rope that he'd never yeah. used before? I really improved when I got one my length and with a couple of practice rounds. I think I could probably give her a run for money now, but that was not, um, that wasn't exactly fair. Yeah. It's actually been really fun. I, I remember when we first started, uh, Patrick's been doing it longer than I had. And I remember getting so frustrated. And I think that was a large part as to why I got better faster was because I was chasing him and I just wanted to be close to him so I could give him some sort of a push. And so that's been just kind of a really fun process and journey for me. Yeah. Well, I think he needs at least a couple wins and at least the opportunity to pick a couple movements. I think they're coming. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, um, let's move on to Ibex training. Is that how it's pronounced? Ibex? Mm -hmm. So how, I know that you guys have had it around a lot. I don't know a lot of details about it. You kind of briefly talk about it in your YouTube, but what is it and how can people learn more? Um, yeah, Ibex is, it's more or less us. We've been, we've been doing programming and fitness stuff for a very long time and um, been into a lot of gyms and either coaching or belonging there. And we, we feel like what we do is effective and smart and we want to share it with people. Um, through our gym, we've, get, we've gotten a lot of positive response as well as a lot of positive results without people getting hurt or injured or very uh, short-term stents of the gym. So it's something we've just kind of passed on to be able to do to everybody or for everybody at least, or at least make that an option for people. And we've really enjoyed it and just, just kind of opened up some new doors and avenues to connect with people. Yeah, so it's an online training platform. Um, and it was, it kind of stemmed, like he's had this idea for a while because we had been programming for Polaris since 2016. And we kept getting this feedback of like, man, I show this to my friends and they wish they could do it. Or could, is there a way you can be offering this to people who aren't physically here? So I think kind of with all of it together with YouTube, we've added some coaching videos onto YouTube so people can find movements. And we've got some stuff coming that we're really excited about for it. But then we started taking like, okay, where's we've tried and tested five years worth of programming. There's days that we write stuff and it like doesn't go the way you see it, you think it would. Um, and we get to see it unfold and unplay every single day because we're literally writing all of it. We've always chosen to not follow a blog. We just, we looked into that stuff, but knowing our community and our people, it, there isn't really like a one size fits all. And so we started to figure out the workouts they kind of like, what they need to work on and how our routine works. And like, we, we do periodize that. And so it kind of stemmed from that. And that way we can reach people. So we do have like that monthly subscription for people with garage gyms or people looking like the IBEX 60, I would recommend for an affiliate programming. Um, and then we also have the six and eight week programs that are stuff that we've done. So I did have done a ton of posterior accessory work. We've got some running stuff. He's got a bodybuilding in the works, like stuff that we're doing and we're trying and we're working on that maybe we do snippets of in the subscription, but it's like if people just want that, then we've kind of pulled that out to the side as well. And it's a little bit more in depth in those areas. Cool. And they can, and where can they find it if they're, if they're interested? 
Yeah, so you can head to IVEX Trained. So it's actually not IVEX Training, that's the only tricky part. It's IVEX Trained, T-R-A-I-N-E-D.com. And there's our website there. Um, you can also click the link in our YouTube bio or on IVEX Training on Instagram as well. And IVEX, fun fact, why don't you tell them how, I was like, what is IVEX? Like, where, what is that? Where did that come from? Why don't you tell them what the IVEX is? Um, it's kind of twofold. Rock climbing is a secondary hobby for us and we like being outdoors. And then IVEX is a mountain goat that is, can climb up like sheer rock faces. So I just think it's the coolest animal and it's super athletic. So the name kind of fit and I think it was it's short and easy to kind of read. And it also is just like a super athletic goat that rock climbs. Yeah, it's the coolest animal ever. <laughs> and in your logo, there's goat horns, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you okay. guys can peek up and see that, but that's oh, yeah. So yeah, IVEX training and that is, is, that is us. Oh, awesome. So my next question is going to lead into your, your relationship with Noble. Yeah. You, you have been with them a long time. Yes. Um, what, what has that relationship been like? Gosh, I love Noble. Um, they're like a second family to me. They, they picked me up back in 2017, like at the start or end of 2016. I can't, 2017. Yeah. Um, after my second games and they just like, the, the gear is amazing. The shoes are amazing to people. And for me, it's more than just like the stuff. Um, the way Patrick and I like to structure things is to surround ourselves with awesome people. And we would just hang out with them and we look forward to seeing them. And it's just like, it's pretty much like our second family. Um, and it's just, it's just such a good, like, just such an awesome group of people that stand for hard work, discipline, dedication, determination, and like all of the things that we feel that we stand for as well. So for me, it goes past the gear and it's, I honestly like, it's more about the people, which I love the gear and the stuff too. Um, that's just an extra perk, but the company in itself and just seeing what they've done since 2015 is absolutely mind blowing. Those guys are so hardworking and they are constantly striving to be the best. And I think that just helps you wanna be the best as well. So I kind of want to talk about the way the season unfolded for you, but, but before I do that, um, you've trained with a lot of people over this year, uh, other games, athletes and things like that. And we actually interviewed one um, a few weeks ago. It hasn't aired yet, but they wanted to leave you guys a message. Oh. So I'm going to try to do a screen share oh. and um, make, and so that they, you can get the message. Um, that. Uh, shoot, there it is. Oh, now we can see it. <laughs> hey guys, let's make like a tree and branch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. She's the best. Okay, now to get back, now that's the trouble. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Oh, Margo, oh my gosh. So there's, but did she tell you the story behind that? No. She did not. You get to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Mar Mar Margo is awesome. She's one of the most fun people to just hang out with in general. We're always excited when we get to meet up with her. Um, and that was a fun trip in itself, like the first one, Margo and Dan. Um, but she, she's got a lot of like one-liners and sayings that a lot of them you probably wouldn't picture coming out of her mouth. And some of them that like take you a second to just be like, what did we just say? <laughs> I think what she, we were 
there's a circle of us hanging out, and I think what she, we're all trying to leave, and I think what she meant is let's make like a tree and leave, which is kind of the same we've all heard. And she goes, let's make like a tree and branch. And, and everybody just kind of like looked at each other, like, and then it took us a second, and we all just started dying. We're like, what are you talking about? But it ended up sticking around for the weekend. Like, everybody kept saying it. She's, she's just hilarious. Yeah. We asked her about that weekend and asked her, like, um, what was more fun, the competition or the Airbnb? And she said the Airbnb by far. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool to just find a group of like-minded people that you can get along with so well. And Dan, he lives just down the road from us. Like, he's become such a good friend. And him and Margo also have a, a relationship, you know, that they've known each other. And they were on the Invitational team. I think it was, like, 2014, maybe. Uh, and so they've spent a lot of time together as well through Rogue. And then uh, her and I have spent a lot of time together. And then all that, we just all, we gel so well. And so that was the first time we've ever all kind of been in an Airbnb together. Margo and I have done training trips. But it was, it was nonstop laughing. Like, and that is just good for the soul, especially when you're coming out of like a pandemic and you're not seeing people as much like to just like your cheeks hurt from laughing so hard constantly. And it just, it just feels nice to have those connections with people again. Yeah, yeah it was fun. We, we asked her for dirt on you guys and she goes, I just want to say this to them. <laughs> was, okay. That's so good. She's yeah. the best. All right. So this season kind of unrolls uh, and blows up but there's still opportunities for you to compete and so um right after the first chance was rogue invitational and so that was such a unique competition um and i, I got to be a part of it as a judge um and i got to hear i got to hear patrick on my ear piece a few times uh, but what was that that's funny yeah. And so, um, so I was, I was judging Saxon up in Cleveland. Oh, Saxon's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what was that like for you guys? I mean, it, it was so different and so unique and, and the way they pulled it off was unreal. Well, I felt bad for asking him to be my operations manager because I had no idea how much was going to go into that. So it was honestly, it was run perfectly. Um, getting to the competition for operations managers and us as athletes was like, wow, there's a lot of responsibility right now. Then we understood. And it was so fun to compete in a live heat at a live time at the same time and to have like those results instantaneously, like we're so used to if we were all in the same place. So then we appreciated all of that upfront work that they were having us do and we understood why. And I think it was just like one of the coolest competitions and I am blown away with how hard that rogue team worked and how quickly they put that together because there was a lot going on behind the scenes, if you wanna. Yeah, I mean, it, we had no idea what we were signed up for no. to participate to make that happen, but it, it really shows what rogue, why they are what they are. Um, they make stuff happen. Yeah. So that was a pretty short time window and they it went off without a hitch because they crossed their I's and dot their T's and they pulled a lot of people together to do that. But yeah, so, so from the competition standpoint, um, it was in silence. That was my first experience with that. I actually do a lot of stuff in silence now just because I'm like, well, who knows when that's gonna happen, which actually when I went out to test the 2020 games, 
that was in silence. And then I found out the actual games were in silence. So I just got some great practice uh, or the stage two. So that was kind of cool. Um, having him having so many responsibilities was a little bit stressful because I kind of, we'd have to have our game plan before we started. And then a lot of times I'm just like on repeat, just like repeating the game plan like I sound like a broken record just because I'm like mentally processing what I'm about to do and I wanna make sure I don't screw up and I don't make the mistakes, like silly mistakes, um, where he had a whole lot of responsibilities. So he was also like, okay, Chrissy, you got it. Like you can do this. Um, so I think that was a little bit stressful just in a different and in unique way. Um, but other than that, I think I had a small group come out for that as well. They had to be quiet, so they didn't enjoy it as much. Well, they enjoyed it, but it was, they wanted to scream at me. Um, but it was a super cool competition, and I am so grateful I got the opportunity to participate in something like that, because who knows when we'll see that happen again. I don't know if they'll do it again, but it was, it was literally incredible. Well, from a fan's perspective, it was like, it gave us so much hope because it was like something that we needed to feel somewhat normal. And even though it was different, it was still normal. And I just really felt like Rogue has it together. And I'm sure there's behind the scenes stuff that you know we're not aware of as a, as a fan, but it just kind of feels like they could set the bar for the potential for these things to, to continue should we need it or if we want to have this you know type of online competition. I really think that's the way to do an online competition for the athletes. Like, I know the only bummer was is it's not ideal for Kara, who was in Australia at 12 to 7 a.m. And she freaking crushed from 12 a.m. to 7 a.m. I think that was the most impressive performance. Like, I don't know how she did that to her. I had no idea. I like to sleep and I'm like, whoa, like, how, how is that possible? Like, she crushed it. Um, that would be the only bummer, but if, if competitions rotated and time zones changed and everybody got a little bit of different stuff, maybe that would make it more fair. So I can see why the games didn't want to do that, but I do agree from like a spectating standpoint and from a competitor, it was so much fun to have that live leaderboard and to get kind of that instantaneous feedback and have heats and you had a heat time and it wasn't just like, oh, you go when you feel like you're ready to go. It's like, no, you have to be prepared and you have to be ready because this is your start time. And that made it feel more like a competition than I would even say the stage one games because stage one, like I was like 30 minutes behind on one of the events because the cops almost kicked us off and it was just, you know, stuff like that. So you're just like, okay, well, it's all right. I just have a window. And that's just a little bit different and unique to other competitions yeah. than before. Yeah, really rogue is the gold standard for putting on an online competition. So, so my question is to you, Patrick, right? So you're, you're also Christie's coach. So when I was with Saxon, as soon as the event was done, Saxon would grab a laptop and him and Spencer would like kind of review what just happened to see kind of where he fell behind or where he needed to push or whatever. As being an operations manager, were you able to have that time with Christy? Um, not, I mean, once it finished, yeah. But also once she was, once she finished, like, if she finished an event, that one's kind of behind us. And for us, it's really on to the next one. Um, not sitting too much in the feeling of doing well or not well. It's just sitting in the mindset that we're not done yet. And we've got to stay focused. I always like to say Pat gives me five minutes. So if we see the results and I didn't do as well, I'll replay it. And he literally will be like, okay, you have five minutes. Time starts now. In five minutes, no more of this. And that's really kind of what I need is he gives me the time to be like, frustrated and work through it and then it's like okay that five minutes and that five minutes goes fast especially when you're not happy with your performance because otherwise I dwell and I circle and I repeat and it's like I could have done this I should have done this so to have that five minutes because 
really that event's gone. And the way competition works, I think Cara actually gave me this feedback in 2017 was like, in competition, you're gonna have so many high highs, you're gonna have so many low lows, you're gonna have stuff in between. The biggest thing is being able to ride the roller coaster and not get stuck on each individual thing because there's so much more to come and so much can change and somebody else is gonna have a high and somebody else is gonna have a low and you can't worry about them. You just have to worry about yourself and not be stuck on that. So he usually gives me about five minutes and then it's okay, how are we prepping and planning for the next event? And after the entire competition, we can circle back and figure out, okay, what should we have done better? How can we change training to prep and prepare better for something like that? All right, so then we move on. You're training for the games, not knowing if they're gonna happen or not. And you start training with people like Amanda, which I know you've been training with a long time, and Dan. But then you add in like Chandler and you add in Allison Scuds. What was that like bringing them into like your environment to help you train? So that was really unique and um, spontaneous. So Amanda had reached out to me after Rogue. It's like, hey, we're like an hour and a half from each other. We should drive to each other every Saturday. And my first response was an hour and a half. Like that's kind of far. Drive <laughs> Like, I love you, but that's like, that's far. Um, and then I realized, so he went with me on one of them and I realized the drive is so easy and her and I were both just, so she did the first one to me just to test it out. It was her idea. Um, and we had so much fun and it was like this camaraderie and this, because both of us train by ourselves a lot. And it's just so nice to have someone. So I had agreed to do her programming every Saturday uh, and she would just send it to us on Monday so we could make sure as Thursday and Friday hit, we weren't, or even Wednesday, we weren't overdoing those movements. So I was fresh and not overtraining certain muscle groups. Um, and that turned out to be one of my favorite days that I looked forward to every single Saturday. And I think she would say the same is because we had somebody there and our intensity was a little bit higher naturally, but just in such a positive, friendly way of doing our best and supporting each other and being on this roller coaster of a journey together of figuring out when the heck the games were actually gonna happen. And Chandler had just been bouncing around and he had been out at Com Train and done some stuff with Katrin. And then he actually, his girlfriend or someone, I think she lives around here and maybe 30 minutes. So he was coming through, but he comes through Kentucky. And I was like, oh, well, I'm actually gonna be in Dayton. He was like, even better. Can I come there? And I'm like, sure, let's make it a party. So um, he ended up coming there as well. And that was really cool too, just to see his different style and personality, Amanda and I have a very similar, and it meshed just very, very well. So then we're like, okay, let's do this again. Like this is a good combination of athletes um, and mindsets and just motivation and just having that support. And that was just, it made us want to be better. Just surrounding yourself with people who are working towards the same thing. You want to surround yourself with like-minded people. And especially at the end when training gets really hard, to have those people to lift you up and pick you up because you're almost there uh, is just, it's so helpful. And then Allison, uh, that was actually, I met her because she was with Amanda from Born Primitive. And so I met her when I was there. And then her mom, she was in town visiting her mom and dad and actually lives in Columbus. So she was like, hey, are you gonna be training? I don't fly out until this day. So she just came over and trained with me and she was super easy going uh, because she knew I was prepping for the game. So she's like, I would just love to do your programming and just be there to give you somebody this or some support. And so her and I have become friends actually throughout this time. And when I tested, she was out there testing as well, doing a few of the workouts. So we got to see each other again. Um, so it's just cool how things just kind of come together and you make these relationships. But I think in the end, it just helps motivate you more. It helps keep you on track. And it also just kind of helps lift you up, especially when 
when you're training by yourself and you're tired, you can kind of get into a little bit of a slump sometimes. And those people can really help pull you out of it. I, I didn't know Allison was from Columbus until your YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was kind of cool to find out. Yes. So I had heard, I knew for a little bit that I thought she was at Grandview. Um, but it was when I was in Kentucky and then I think she headed out to California when we got back here and we just had never met. And so she's, she's, super easy going really nice girl really fun to train with as well that's cool and so i know chandler's bouncing around checking out different places is he looking at patrick as his next coach i highly doubt that <laughs> he fit. Um, he's impressive he's, yeah he, hopefully he just keeps on chugging along because his, his his peak is still to come i mean it, it's crazy to watch him go it's very cool um, and it's exciting. I know for him, it was like a heartbreaker of a season this year. He, I think, missed it by one point maybe. Or like yeah, a half I think it was two, but yeah. And yeah, and that's just, that's tough. And I, I think he's able to use that and stay motivated in a positive way. But I think for him, the future is nothing but exciting. So he'll be fun to watch. Yeah. And so then we get to phase one of the games. And, um, you know, you said it in your YouTube that it wasn't, you're not, the online thing isn't ideal for you. You know, you're an outdoor girl. You like to, you like to run and swim and the online thing kind of takes all that away, but you, you did really well in some of the events, even that, that weren't necessarily your strong point, like the front squat. Um, um, it was just that dang row. Um, it's funny when those events came out, I, I like CrossFit and they're CrossFit. They were much shorter than I'd like to see, but we'd, worked on a lot of power output this year and I was feeling fit and strong and just kind of a different way. Um, we'd done a lot of running, but I just felt like we focused more on all different lengths of conditioning. So like I was ready for the long stuff, but we'd also hit some shorter stuff. So I felt like, okay, like, let's just see what we can do. And I knew the row. I am not a good rower. Pat has been helping me and I've improved, but I am not a good rower. And the improvement was just to be with the best in the world, um, just not enough. And so I was like, okay, if I can even get 22nd or in that 21st, 22nd, I should be okay. I need to not get 28th, 29th or 30th. And I got a 29th. And I knew from there, because then it's almost like you're fighting with six events out of seven, because I think I got two or four points. So it essentially becomes like a six event race versus seven event for somebody who can balance those out a little bit more. And so that was, I was a little bit sick about it. I still PR'd my 1K row by a lot. So I, I really couldn't be upset. I was proud of my effort. And really, if you would have told me the time that I rode ahead of time, I would have been ecstatic. So I was ecstatic when I finished. And then I saw the results and I was like, bummer. But it is what it is, and that's the name of the game. I told Dave when I was out testing, I was like, you know, if it wasn't for that 1K row, I might have had a shot to be here for stage two. Um, but anyone can say that. So some of the girls could have said that about uh, the front spot. Some of the girls could have said that about the first event. Like, that's kind of just how the sport goes. And that's, that is sport. And you just have to take it and adjust and adapt and deal with it however you can and give it your best. So Patrick, to you, you know, going into this, this isn't her, her wheelhouse doing online short workouts. What's going through your head about what's going through her head? Um, I mean, mostly like I, I didn't, I thought she was, she may be middle of the pack, to be honest. We didn't know it was going to be that much damage control. Um, and she, even when she wrote it, she exceeded our expectations as far as pacing. 
Um, but mostly just keeping her positive. You know, you can't get down. Miles found a spray bottle. Um, mostly just keeping her staying positive. So whether it, it, it she, she did exactly what she could do and couldn't have done anymore. So she just has to stay positive with that. You can't get down about it. You can't worry that you're not going to, you can't, if she can't do it, she can't do it. And with her sizing, it's just not realistic to row any faster, to be honest, or at least for a thousand meter row. So um, you're going to do what you can do and we're going to move on to the next one. That's just kind of the mindset. I also have really short legs. So I'm like already short, but the short legs doesn't really help there either. And I think some of that is like proportionate to, I think weight. I don't, I think I was talking to someone about weight classes in rowing that they have like a lightweight rowing and then a heavyweight rowing. And I think Sam Briggs was even like a second off of the lightweight rowing world record or two, one to three seconds. Um, and I think she was like 10th or 12th or something, which is insane. So there is a little bit of that that plays into it as well. Um, so like you said, he kept me positive and he made me feel like I was pretty, when I saw the final result, like I just took an Epsom salt bath and I was just had to have my five minutes and I was, I was pretty bummed. Um, and then I was like, you know what, how are you bummed? You did your best. This is exactly what you talk about. You hit a PR, like you can't be bummed. And so he really, really helped me with that. Yeah. And if there was any, any kind of feedback that we could give, we never, you never want to say like, if, it, if we had this event instead of that event, we would typically, especially with the games, there's just more events. So everybody kind of has that one that they don't do great on, but then you've got enough time to kind of recover from that. So there's a little, at least the format seemed like a little bit of a mix between the games and the open where there wasn't very many events, but then they still kind of tested some odds and ends stuff. So if it was my two cents or feedback, it would have been, I think any, any year of the open could have been a little bit more of a well-rounded just general test of online fitness or more events like the games are structured where you can kind of test these oddball things but by the time everybody kind of evens out it um kind of finds its level it's maybe three days of comp instead of the two yeah i i like that suggestion a lot um so then you finish that you finish top 10 uh which <laughs> is is pretty awesome you know you're ninth in the world Nothing to, nothing to shake at, but you then do another comp the next weekend because you wanted to go have fun. Because I got good friends that talked me into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really about all it was. was I got done with the stage one. I was like, oh, looks like we're off again. Um, I took a couple of days off. I told them I wasn't doing much fitness. I think I sat on the bike like one day and then we went out there. And I knew that one that they would – you know, be there to, they weren't going to be like cutthroat. We have to win this. We have to do this. And for me, it actually was perfect timing because sometimes you're so focused for so long that you forget about the fun and why you started it. And it's, it's still fun. Training hard is fun, but it does take a toll on your mind and your body. And so to surround yourself with people and have so many laughs and like true deep belly laughs, it's just like, oh yeah, this is, this is why we do this. And it's cool to have those relationships. And so um, I was dragging my feet about going, I think on the way there, just because I was still kind of tired because your adrenaline goes and the whole season's just ended. Uh, and that's a weird feeling, but getting there was, it was the best decision we made. So when did you get the call from Dave? Um, when did we get, I got an email, we were going to bed and I have this really bad habit of checking my email right when I wake up and right before I go to bed, which I should not do because then I start sleep talking and probably stressing in my sleep. 
screaming about all these things that I have to answer. Um, so I need to get out of that habit, but I was checking my email, uh, and it, it, email came through asking if I wanted to test. And I don't even think I looked at that. I was like, should I, tell? we had just gotten home from St. Louis that Monday night and I got the email and I was like, I was kind of sore and just like, well, I had already had this Spartan thing planned the weekend after that was the kicker. So I thought about it and I like looked at him. I was like, what do you think? He was like, why not? So I responded within probably two minutes. I'm in. And they responded back. Well, that was quick. Thanks for something more details to come. Cause I guess more people usually have to think about it, but I was really excited because like he said, if for me, it was a no brainer. I felt like I had worked so hard all year and had all this fitness and I didn't really feel like we got to use all of that fitness in stage one. And so I was like, I didn't even train. I did HOA, took a couple of days off, flew up to California um, and basically rode the fitness that we did all year. And it was another awesome decision. And that's what I'm learning is like saying yes can just open doors and it can lead you to such cool opportunities and experiences. I got to be out there with Saxon. I met Andrea and Brandon and I had, I had, it was it actually, when we finished, I was like kind of sad it was over. It kind of felt like the CrossFit Games without all the pressure and the hype and all of that. But just putting ourselves through that test was unbelievable and an experience I definitely won't forget. So we reached out to Saxon to ask him what he thought about, you know, some of the events. And um, he told Scott that he really liked the last event. And, and Scott was like, uh, that was not the answer I was expecting. So from your perspective, what did you think of that last event? I think it was fun for Saxon and I because we both hit 150 pull-ups like at the same time. So then Dave kept being like, where's he at? Where's she at? And so he made it really fun for us. And so it would be like Saxon would pull ahead by two reps and then I'd pull ahead by a couple reps and then both of our hands were bleeding and nobody wanted to lose. So it became like this really fun thing. And I, in the, in the moment I hated it. So like when my hands ripped, and I was bleeding. I don't usually do well with that. I'm actually a big baby about it. But then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do more reps because it hurts when I stand here and it hurts when I do pull-ups. So I might as well just get them done so I can start shaking out my hands on the run. That was like what started to go through my head. Um, and I actually, when we finished, Saxon and I both said we actually really liked it because of the challenge. Like I was not sure that I could do consistently on a good pace and keep moving 300 weighted best pull-ups. I, something I've never done before. And I think those are things we look for in the CrossFit Games because we look to be challenged. We look to take us out of our comfort zone. And this year, the entire test, I think it truly did that. And I really enjoyed it. And I thought Dave and the team did an awesome job with it. Um, in the moment, if you would ask me around 160 pull-ups, my answer probably would have been a little bit different. But as soon as I finished that second run, it, that it was just kind of like, wow, I did it. Because when he, when he told us what we were doing, we were all like, what? Are, is this a joke? And it was no joke. Um, but also I do want to preface that with anybody who has not trained for that volume. And yes. It is not something to do. I've been getting messages like, hey, should I attempt this workout? I would only do that workout in that scenario. And I would not do it as a training workout ever. We can train that volume in so many different ways. And just for safety of our shoulders, our hips, our knees, um, it's not like a MRF. It's not something that you just want to be going out and doing every year. I think in that scenario and in that, that time and place is when you do it. I don't know if I'm going to add to that. Yeah, I think she touched on it. I think it has the allure of like a MRF or it's like a fun challenge to push yourself. Uh, but that volume of push-up, pull-ups, especially with a vest, is just... A lot. It's yeah. way more harm than it does anybody good. Yeah. 
So my last question about that, I'm sorry, Scott, I know you have another question, but when you were on the trail run, was that a surprise to you as well that you had to reverse it? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't know. And I actually, I was kind of on the same wavelength as Catherine. So Saxon and I went out and he was in front of me and I was like, gosh, I feel like I'm starting to catch him. Like we were hauling. And because we thought the way they explained it, you come down the hill and it's the start finish. Well, yeah, it is the start finish because it's, you turn around, you start there and you turn around and you finish there. So they didn't really lie to us. The start, finish, start, finish. Yeah. So right. they didn't lie. So I see Saxon and like, okay, I know I can't catch him. I got close, but I can get as close to him as I can. So I'm coming down the hill sprinting because I thought we were done. And he's like walking back towards me and he does not say a word. He just like kind of looks down and keeps walking. And I'm like, I thought he was coming to cheer for me. Like, I was wondering, like, kind of looking back, like, what's he doing? So I get to Dave and he's like, go get him. And I was like, go get him. Like, what? No. And so I probably dropped an F-bomb or two um, because it, when we tested, it was also 100 degrees on our, our thing. And it said unhealthy air quality because of all the smoke. So I was like, you are joking. Like, you are not making us do that again. Um, and then I started jogging and, like, I could see Saxon ahead of me. And he just, like, got to him. I'm like, okay, Saxon, we're going to take five minutes. We're going to recover for five or ten. And then we're going to go. And I, he just like didn't respond. So I knew he was like, I'm done. Uh, and so that became more fun. Um, he just like didn't say anything. And uh, then I ended up passing him and finishing it. But again, you get done. And I, we asked him, we asked Abraham, are you going to do that to him? And he's like, yeah, so don't say anything. And we wanted him to in the sense of like, it, it either breaks you or you just are like, okay. Thank you. I wanted a longer run. I'm going to just now attack this once I kind of recover for a second. So I think Austin had that mentality. It was like, it was kind of like a gift for those of us who like to run more. Um, I, I was happy by the end. It sucked, but I was also happy. So I just have two quick questions. One is they, they, they said you did the whole weekend. Did you do it in order like the games? Yes. So we did it. This is the first time they've done that, which I thought was super cool. Um, we did like exactly. So we had two guys and two girls who were the keeps. So there just wasn't five of us. And we ran it on the exact same timeline. So they could see what adjustments needed to be made. If we had enough time to get from here to here, recover this, that. Um, and so that was really, really cool. The only thing that they switched was we did the sled and then the swim just because of the timing of getting into the pool. I think they did the swim and then the sled. Everything else was the same. Did, did any of the components of the workouts change from when you tested them until we saw them that final weekend? There were, uh, one change was on the thruster burpee. They ended up switching the order. So we did thrusters and then burpees. And we also started with a lower rep scheme. Uh, and I think all four of us did it faster than the stimulus that they were looking for. And so they had to make some rep adjustments and I think a little bit adjustment to the run is what it sounded like. Interesting. So they did have, when we got done, um, Dave was kind of standing there and he's like, hmm. Cause they had had other people test events as well. And we all did it just a little bit quicker than what they wanted. And keeping in mind that we were hopefully like more of a medium time. So, or, you know, on competition day, a lot of times you're faster, you're prepped, you're peaked, you're ready. There's people beside you. Um, so if we were doing it in that time, they were likely doing it, you know, a minute or so faster. And I think that's what they're kind of looking at was, um, the stimulus and the domains they wanted to test for that metabolic conditioning. And we were just a little bit faster. So they did change that one slightly. 
So I, I two, two more quick questions. So you never said, did you smoke Saxon on the run of Atalanta? Uh, I did beat Saxon. <laughs> I beat him okay. on the left. Yeah, we came off the pull-ups. I think I maybe came off a couple ahead of him, and then I beat him on the last one. Yeah. I don't know if I'd use the word smoke, but um, I got him. <laughs> and, and Scott, when this is a question for Scott. How many times did you and I text each other over the weekend and comment how great this games would have been for Christy? A ton. A ton. Like every time we saw these athletes going through some of these workouts, we we're like, man, I wish Christy was there. She would have crushed it. I, and I'm I, sure you felt the same way. <laughs> same. So event one was my favorite. I loved that event. I thought it was sneaky. I thought it was deceiving. I thought it was so cool. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked so many of these events that it was just like, it was almost heartbreaking. And a couple of my members were texting me about it. So they're like, man, if that one payroll wasn't there, like you could have been there. And this, these workouts are so great for you. And it's always that coulda, shoulda, woulda, but I was actually at peace with it because I got to go do them all. So I had right. all my times, um, and we did them with the transitions with a judge. So it wasn't like we were just out there. Uh, it was, and so for me, it was just fun to know how hard we worked all year and get to see my fitness level with them. And so even though it's like, you don't see my name up there, I still got to do it. And that was for me, just, it was very, kind of was very peaceful for me. It's just like, okay, our training paid off and what we did paid off and I was ready. Total bummer. But again, you can't dwell on it. Right. So how does that set you up for this coming up the 2021 season then with all the, all the emotions and what you've got going on? Yeah. So taking a break right now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, I did that Spartan race right after, and I was destroyed. Like that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, because I hadn't trained for that style. So I ended up running 25 miles on a trail run, um, with a thousand feet of climbing every lap in one, like no, like I got to stop and eat a banana, but keep going. Um, so that setting me up for 2021 is taking a break and working on my body first. So I've been, I saw someone today, we're working on cleaning up movement patterns, my, just taking an overall break and letting my body exhale. Um, and then the open will be the first thing. So prepping from there um, into our training and then going kind of from the open because we don't know exactly, they haven't told us exactly what that season looks like. So what we do know is we have four months. Um, I never sit around, like I like to exercise. So just keeping, you know, some nice long steady state stuff that's not gonna beat the body down and doing a lot of accessory work for strength work and not loading my joints with the barbell right now and doing things that I wanna do. Um, so that way when it's time to start hitting it hard, we're ready. You wanna jump in on that? Yeah, it's I mean, really we're playing it a little bit by ear just to kind of see how things go. The 2020 season was not exactly you know, it's not what you're hoping for. There was an incredible amount of time and so much longer spent at a high physical kind of peak prepping for the games that kind of kept getting pushed off and pushed off. Or even before that, like when we had our last podcast, we were prepping to go to um, West Coast Classic. And it was like a couple days, I think, probably less than a week before it was supposed to happen when we ended up pulling out from that and the event didn't happen. So with all that uncertainty and kind of maintaining a fitness level that high is mentally extremely challenging. When you've got a pinnacle that you know that you're working for, which is the CrossFit games or whatever that event may be, you can use that to kind of push you through all season. But is that kind of ebbs and flows is something that might be real or might not, or now it's going to be online or now it's going to be a few people. It, it's 
it's hard to kind of uh, put all of your eggs in that basket. So seeing what the season's gonna look like, what competitions are gonna be, are they gonna be in-person, out-of-person? Um, and as cool as the stage one was, that was also a little anticlimactic for how fit she was and how much effort we put into that season or put into the season. So just seeing what 2021 has to hold. And Spartan Race was cool. We may do some more stuff like that. Um, and just opportunities keep coming up, but we're just not sure exactly which ones are going to be. Yeah, every year we like to spend time, and we do this every year, is like take a little bit of time to reflect and see what that means for us. And again, I was talking to a friend today, is like we really don't have many details about 2021 yet. So it's kind of hard to be diving back in without those details. Like it was hard enough to get through the season. So again, just staying healthy and cleaning stuff up to where you can be pain free and work on better movement patterns and just again, reflecting and enjoying um, and looking back on what we did do and we're really, really happy with. Yeah. It also, it also seems like CrossFit itself is going through a lot of changes and I think in the long run, that's going to be a good thing, but what does that look for? What's that look like in 2021 and 2022 as they're changing maybe the, the competition format and things like that happen? So with all that uncertainty, it's like just kind of watching to see what happens a little bit and which things to really put weight into. Yeah, it's got to make you feel good, though, to know that they're at least condensing the season, that you actually get an off season this year. Uh, with the open not being till February, at least you have some time to relax, reflect, do all those things you need to do with your family um, before you head into the season as well. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, as I said, we just said that. Like, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah, and we just talked to a member of the Athlete Council. We haven't released that yet, uh, but they were saying that the changes coming are going to be really, really good for athletes. Um, but they, they couldn't tell us details. Um, and they said that it may not be fully 2021, but 2022, just because nobody knows how long this COVID thing is going to last. I could see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the advice that we're giving to our graduating seniors this year, you know, like maybe you want to take a gap year, just figure things out <laughs> before, you know, you go back to school or whatever's happening because things are just so wacky right now. That's a great point. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I can't wait to hear all the details. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, did you do the Spartan race with Sam Briggs? I did. I did. Sam and I were, and Emma Chapman, we were the three crossfitters. Uh, so you went with the Terminator. How did she do in the Spartan race? Sam is awesome. I actually haven't spent a ton. I've known Sam just through the years, but I haven't spent a ton of time with her. We were in it together. We had a total blast. We were going up and down the steps, backwards and sideways. Um, but we were we were destroyed. Our jaws from wrestling. Like I think I got whiplash. Um, it was just different stuff that we've never done before, and it was cool to have somebody who understood where we come from, so we could kind of, you know, stick together and then try to come up with plans for what we were about to attack. But she she's just incredible and i think everyone there sees that too i know so many people were just blown away with her athletic ability and who she is as a person and so she did super well as well and we had a really good time together okay so here's my last question i promise because when we talked to you guys the hour goes by so fast uh but last time we were we interviewed you we were in cfp which is the name now um it was crossfit polaris i don't know if have you officially changed it or um, it'll be CFP Fitness powered by CrossFit. So that's what, yeah, that's what we're okay. going by. 
you guys have made so many changes to your gym. Uh, you know, we talked about the COVID changes, but the outdoor rig, uh, you just made a window where a garage door was because Bob the Builder is amazing. And, uh, and then you're putting a new open area inside where we like put our bags and coats. So like you guys are just constantly make, are you going to need to buy more land? Well, we'd like to, we should. <laughs> like we really did want to, um, but there's just none, none in the players area that we can get our hands on. It's all, it's a tough area and people don't want to move outside of there. So we're, we're utilizing, we're building up. <laughs> we can. Um, we're utilizing every inch of space that we have right now. Well, and the graffiti artwork that you guys have put on things to like pretty it up outside. It looks amazing. Um, any any exciting things coming other than what we talked about? Well, um, yeah, we appreciate that. Our next thing that we're going to be working on, it's a little bit smaller project. We're really excited about it. So we have 16 lanes. So Every lane, has, everybody has a spot rack, a bullet bar, a bench, whatever equipment Bye. you would need. Um, but something we've been limited is not having ropes for everybody since they're normally spread out. We didn't have enough ropes. So what we're about to do, I think, this upcoming weekend is we're going to hang a rope in everybody's lanes. So we do rope climbs. Um, wow. About those, and we're pretty excited about that. So, yeah, we are just figured out a way he thinks he can do it with them out of the way. Uh, but people miss rope climbs so we'll just we can fog them to clean them but at least having people we've tried to keep people in their lanes and socially distanced and i think they appreciate it as well some people have high risk family members whatever it is just to where they have their space and we're trying to do our part to make sure that we can keep that space between people but the ropes um that's our next big project this weekend so we're Hanging 16 ropes is not going to be a joke. Um, one takes a little bit of time to hang. So we'll be in there for a while, but we're super excited. And I know that they're going to love it. And so little stuff like that makes us very excited. This sounds like the perfect um, mix for a competition again, when we can do that. Uh, actually, somebody just, so we held our very first one and we had planned one for 2020 in yeah. June. And I was, I, I participated in your first competition. Okay. So then everything happened in 2020, we're like, bummer. But we are looking at doing some more because people are starting to have local stuff. And we've talked about like how we can space everybody out and stuff like that, just to give some people something to look forward to. So a couple of the coaches have already brought it up to me. They've already been thinking about it. So we're, we're working on it. We could get some ropes involved, which would be really fun. Yeah. Kat, you have anything before we close out? Oh, I'm good. That sounds awesome. I want to make it out there. Come visit us. Yeah, when, when Kat, we're going to do some team building stuff together. And, and maybe when Kat comes out, we'll drop in as a group and awesome. check everything out. Yes, it looks different. I'm excited for you to come back. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. You guys are awesome as always. Um, it's always good to catch up with you guys. Um, and I'm sad that the hour's over because... I, I still had more on my pages, but, um, but we'll catch up with you in the future. Um, and we'll catch you next time, everyone. Great talk to you guys. Yeah, to Great talk talking to you guys too. Good night, Milo. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.